I know you've been there, sitting there, enjoying whatever it is that you're doing. Maybe you're not even enjoying it. Maybe you're just trying to get the dishes done. Maybe you're just trying to get lunch on the table or breakfast or whatever 1200th meal of the day onto the table when the dreaded, mom, will you play with me? Comes up and then it hits you. I don't want to say no. And I don't want to say yes. What do I do? I have decided to reveal a portion of my motherhood and a portion of who I am in this podcast episode that is very, very, very personal to me. I am giving you the system that I use that I don't talk about because I too have felt the guilt and the shame of not wanting to play with my kids and also trying really, really hard to be everything for my children that they need me to be and that I want to be. And so in the nature of who I am to help me with this problem that I faced in my own motherhood many years ago, I created a system. And today I'm going to share that system with you, the system that's helped me break free from feeling like I have to be the perfect mom inside of this perfect family and do all of the perfect things to be able to live up to this idea that we're going to break down today. So let's get started with this system inside of today's episode. Systemize your life with Chelsea Joe. That's me. And this is a podcast for modern women who are eager to live with more meaning and less overwhelm. We're about to tap into some fiercely meaningful relationships banging organization and time management strategies, and a rock-solid plan for our personal well-being with functional systems to those problems we all go through. Girl, if you feel like you're watching life go by from a window on the Hot Mess Express, then it's time to roll up your sleeves, dig in, and get your life out of the chaos and into confidence. Well, I am going to break it all down here. This episode is going to not be a bonus episode. This is an actual episode, but I'm going to try and give this one to you uh, in a little bit shorter of a time frame than what I normally do. You're going to walk away today with a legitimate system that is going to help you deal with this guilt and this shame and really just not wanting to play with your kids. Okay. I've got three things, very simple, very straightforward. But before I get into that, I want to have a conversation with you about where this comes from and about why this looks like this in our own hearts and our own minds. I've had several of you reach out to me and say, Hey, like, how do you play with your kids? How do you sit down and have tea parties? How do you sit down and do this stuff that you show? Like, I hate it. I don't like it. And even Blaine has told me on many occasions, like, I'll throw a football around, but I do not want to play Barbie dolls. Like, I hate it. He hates it. And I totally get it. And I just want to be really, really clear. I don't love playing with my children. And when any one of you says that out loud, you literally feel like the worst parent on the planet. And I went through so much personal shame for a long time. And 
even just like, I'm just going to be super vulnerable and say this. Like, I know that my mom listens to this podcast and she's going to hear me say this. And I'm a people pleaser by nature. And I've always wanted to make everyone happy, especially my mom. And my mom has big ideas about what motherhood should look like and about a lot of things. And as we grow up, especially those of us that are people pleasers, we want to make our parents proud of us. And I realized very, very quickly (laughs) that I was the black sheep and I wasn't going to do that. And so I fought with myself for a long time. Well, my mother is very proud of me, but I went about it in a very different way, in a very different way. And I have always been very confident in my ideas and who I wanted to be. But when I came to motherhood, A, I came into it as uh, in the most unexpected really broken way possible. It was not the way that I wanted to come into motherhood and all my life, all of my adolescence and all of my twenties, I just said, I don't want to be a mom. Um, when I was much, much younger, it was just out of vanity. I didn't want my body to have to go through that. And then it was about my career. I was very devoted to my career as an interpreter. I didn't want to, in air quotes, ruin that either. Um, I just never saw myself being a mom because I thought I had to pick between doing the things that I love and being a mom, which is why (laughs) this podcast is what it is. God had different plans for me. He really, he had a very strong burning desire put inside of me to grow a very passionate person and to grow an incredible mother. I, I love being a mom. And I love that it's not my only calling. I love that I am a different mother than I was supposed to be, than I was told I should be, than society tells me I should be. And that is the mission of this podcast is to change the culture of motherhood because we all have experienced from everyone around us that are currently listening to this podcast some kind of pressure to be some kind of mother. And the reality is one of those things is what we're going to talk about today, right? I'm going to break down one of those little teeny tiny pieces. And I know you can say, Chelsea, you're going so deep. Like, why are we talking about this? Just tell me how I'm supposed to play with my kids and not hate it. But we really need to talk about what this looks like. It has to be talked about because Here's what's happening. You're begrudgingly spending time with your children instead of opening up and being honest about what do you love and what do you not love? And let's create the home that God created your family to have. And that is what is absolutely the most important thing. Your home is going to look different from your neighbor's home and from your cousin's home and from the the kiddo that you go and have play dates that mom's home like you guys aren't going to have the same family and the same home and even the same systems in your house that I do you come to this podcast with different needs yes we're all work from home moms yes we want to learn how to juggle all the balls without dropping them we want to do our very best work in all the places that the Lord has called us to serve in. And I know that, but there's going to be nuances. You have to listen to the voice that calls you forward. You need to listen to what it is that you need to be doing in your motherhood. 
Okay. And that is the very, very, very first most important thing. And you need to be confident in it. Okay. If you're listening to voices from other people, you're never going to be confident in what you do. You're going to be faking it the entire way through. And that is what I don't want from you. So whenever you get into any situation with your kids, whatever it looks like in any pickle, (laughs) if you're in a pickle, I want you to ask yourself, what is the conflict? What is the rub here? Who, what voice is this that I'm listening to? Who is making me feel pressure to do this thing that I don't feel like doing now? your guilt will give you a very clear answer. Is it for the right reasons or is it for someone else's reasons? Are you not playing with your children because you are idolizing your work? Is that why you hate it? Or is it because you have other things that you want to do with your kids and that you want to show to your kids? It's just not sitting down and playing Legos for six hours or even for an hour. That's not your thing. That's not the kind of mom you want to be. Well, how do you want to pour into your children? Are you pouring into your children? Do you have time and space reserved for that? This is what we're going to talk about today. Because the reality of it all is that you need to know confidently how you're pouring into your children and remove all of these little nagging, guilt-causing, shame-blame producing voices that you have going on in your head every single day, because those things are really keeping you from having the most robust and abundant relationship with your children that you can have. And you were called to lead them. You as you are with your children as they are, which are two unique humans that have never been put on this planet ever before. And the only way that you and those children are going to figure out the best way to relate is through communication. That's it. And that is what today's system revolves around. So much of what I teach inside of the Academy is all about communication. Actually, the entire fourth tier is focused on communication in marriage. And I touch on communication in every single one of the other tiers, tier one, two, and three. I touch on communication in, in, in every single one of them. Oddly enough, random note, my major in college was communication. Funny how that is now being (laughs) sewn and woven into into this thing that I'm doing with my life, right? Because it is absolutely vital. There is no way that you're going to be able to figure out how to get rid of the guilt and the shame with not wanting to play with your kids if you can't get down to communicating with what your kids want and being able to tell them what you want. Okay, let's break down this system. I had a note for me to say, here's the kicker. Communication is so key. (laughs) And I think I just got that out. Um, Step one, this is the first thing you're going to do to be able to break free from being this perfect mom that you think that you have to be that sits down and plays with your kids and absolutely loves it. The first thing that you're going to do is I want you to talk to your kids every single day about what they want to do with mom today. Okay. That is the question that I ask Frankie, Joe and Bailey, Bailey's three. And I've been asking her this for a while. She's been talking for a very long time, (laughs) but I did it with Frankie even when she was little and I do it almost every single day. I ask them, I ask Frankie every single day, 
What do you want to do with mom today? What do you want your day to look like today? And we talk about our day. That's it. I let her talk. I let her tell me the things that she's looking forward to. And I tell her the things that I have to do. I tell her the things that I'm looking forward to doing. And we compromise. We come up with something that works for both of us. And here's the deal. Some days I leadership from me as a mom looks like me doing whatever it is that she wants for that, for that play, that play that she wants, right? Which I'm going to go into step number two is have a set time frame. You need to have a set in a specific block of your day. You can pick when you want it, where you're just giving to your children. Okay. Where it's fun. It's not homeschool. It's not, hey, I need us to clean. You need to do these things, all that. It's not that. It's just to be playful, to give your kids interaction from you, to see joy coming from their mom. And it just has to be a short period of time. Okay. What I do when I first started doing this, I've actually built up from, from when I had, when I really had a hard time with this. I would literally give myself 10 minutes. I had to set a timer and say, Chelsea, you only have to do this for 10 minutes. And as I've done this more and more and more, I've learned to enjoy the spirit of play with my children. So when you sit down and you ask your kids what they want to do, if they say something is absolutely dreadful and you don't feel like doing it that day, guess what? You say, hey, that sounds like a really fun idea. I don't know if I really feel like doing that today? Do you have a different idea? Do you want to hear what mom's ideas are? What if we did this? Maybe we could find something that we both really want to do. And nine times out of 10, nine times out of 10, Frankie, Joe, and I will come up with something that we both are excited about doing together. I actually would probably say 10 out of 10 times. I don't think there's ever a time when we've not been able to work together. Sometimes I just give her what she wants because I love her right? And we do that for our kids. And when you're not doing that for them every single day, playing the game that you absolutely loathe, playing with the little Barbies. Oh, hi, what's your name? Oh my goodness. Oh, do you want to come over here? Oh, oh, that's really cute bag. Oh, do you want to come over here and play Barbies with me? Oh, what's your name? Over and over and over and over and over again. When you only have to do that like once or twice a week, it actually becomes really glorious, like really, really glorious. Some of the other days I tell Frankie, Hey, I have this certain project that I want to do. You want to come work on it with me? Or, Hey, I'd really love to play outside today. How about that? Another thing that we've done to make this a little bit easier is we've come up with a certain few things that we really love to do together. And those are our go-to's. I love to play board games and so does she. So we do board games together sometimes. Her thing that she loves to do that I don't like to do is is playing pretend with like baby dolls and Barbies. And I just can't get into it. I'll do it for a little bit. I love to play with the actual babies, like baby babies. So that's one that I'm like, okay, we could do that today. Uh, One thing that we both love to do together is to play in her pretend kitchen. I love doing that. I also love doing tea parties Not for long. I don't love to do it for a long time, but I love to do it for a little bit. And so we have learned what do we like to do together? And I don't have any guilt and shame in teaching my kids that this is who I am. And this is the person that you're cohabitating with. And this is the person you're building a relationship with. I truly, truly honor 
a mutual respect and mutual relationship between me and my child. And I want it to grow that way indefinitely. I think it's going to support us greatly through the challenging years as she grows and becomes more independent. I think it's going to support us well whenever she moves away. And I still want to be very close with her and with Bailey. And let me tell you what this looks like in, in the younger, in Bailey, when she's three. I don't ask her at the beginning of the day, what do you want to do today? When we get into the actual block, since time and referencing time is not something that Bailey can understand yet. She still gets yesterday, today, later, right now, soon, all confused. She's learning those things. So I wait until we get to that time frame. I make sure that I have a little bit of time squared away for Bailey each day. And I ask her, hey, what do you want to do? Or I just join in on something that she's doing naturally that I want to do, right? Or I initiate play with her that I want to do. She loves to wrestle. Okay, so we go wrestle. It's not my favorite thing to do. It's Blaine's favorite thing to do. She loves to play pretend. So sometimes I'll do that with her. Sometimes I'll say, hey, let's get out a coloring book. I love to color and Bailey loves to color. So we'll sit down and we'll color. I find things that I like to do with them. I like to do puzzles. Bailey likes to do puzzles. Bailey also loves to play mom and baby. I loathe it. Like I literally hate doing it. I don't know why, but every once in a while, I will do it with her. Do I make myself do it every single day? No, I don't. Because I want to be able to enjoy the time that I'm giving to my kids. And so we compromise. It is the it is truly what I believe we should be doing as parents and showing them the way to go. It's how to build relationships based off of good, wholesome communication how to compromise, how to be forward about what we want, how to have boundaries. That is what I'm communicating with my kids through this one simple act of, hey, mom, do you want to play this with me? Hmm, you know, thank you for wanting to play with me. And I do want to play with you. Can we find something that we both like? Done. That's like my go-to script that I say almost every single time. Not always. Sometimes I just give them exactly what they want. But I do. I have a set time. I use a timer. Here's another little hack for you that I've noticed with me and Bailey. Um, Bailey specifically, sometimes Frankie. When I go and I say, yes, I want to play with them. And you guys have probably run into this too. They don't want it to end. And it, it makes me want to avoid initiating it in the first place because I know it's going to be very hard to get out of it. So I have strategically planned this time of day to be right before I go into cooking dinner. It is the hardest time of day for them to um, play independently because they're hungry and tired. And so they, I get the most bang for my buck when I play with them during that time of day. And it's easiest for me to get out of it for two reasons. A, I'm going to go cook them food. And so they're like, yes, mom, go make me food. And B, this is my tip, is strategically have something on the other side of that time frame that they want to move into. Okay. So no matter what time of day you do it, I just gave you my example. Make sure that on the other time, on the other side of the end of you doing this play with them that you know, you're going to get up and bounce out of in 10 to 30 minutes, even an hour. If you want to sit and play with your kids for an hour, awesome. Then 
make sure that what's on the other side of that is something that they're excited about. Like, Hey, do you want to come and cook dinner with me? No, you want to keep playing? Awesome. Mom's going to go cook dinner. Have it be something that is an easy transition. You'll have to play with that and find the one that works best for you. The other thing too, is sometimes you can strategically set this up to where you're playing with them and you've created an environment where they're having so much fun that you let them know, Hey, mom's going to sit and going to play with this with you for a little bit. And then I'm going to go cook dinner after this, but you can keep playing. And that works really well too. When I'm set up this really fun environment, whether it be painting or Play-Doh or like whatever the activity is that they're having a good time with, they can keep playing as well. And sometimes that makes it easy, easier for me to transition out of. Okay. That was step one and step two. Here's step three of the system. Focus on what brings you joy. When you are in that moment with your kids and it's hard, you've done step one, you found things that you both like to do, but it's still hard. It's still hard because you have things to do on your mind. You have busyness on your mind. You literally just don't want to sit still and you don't want to do this. I want you to focus on what brings you joy, okay, in in your child. What brings you joy in your child? Put your phone away. Do not bring your phone to this block, please. Do not bring your phone to this place. Look your children in the eye and truly foster just for a moment that spirit of innocence. If you could just come to a place where you can set yourself up with an activity that you both are looking forward to most days of the week and have a set time frame for it once a day, I promise you, getting down on your child's level and just making it about the gift and the gratitude for a healthy, wholesome child that you're not playing with sick in a hospital, that has the ability to interact with you, that has the ability to touch you, that has the ability to love and wants to sit with you, that hasn't grown to the point to where all they want is to be away from you, to be with their friends to be teenagers. So many moms inside of my, inside of my group in my academy tell me all the time, getting my kids to want to be with me is what I miss. And so if you could just for, just for five minutes, sit down and look at their little fingers and, and look at their little freckles and look at how little they are and wrap up their innocence just for five minutes, foster that for just a little bit. That's where my head goes. I ha- I literally like start tuning out what it is that we're playing with and just focus on the blessing of having this little child that is now eight and is soon to be growing, that is now three and will never be a baby again because I'm not having other babies anymore. So I'm just really trying to bring that in and know that this is a season of life that is fleeting that will be gone before I know it. And I'm okay. I'm okay to not love it, but I also don't want to wish it away. I also want to make sure that the most incredible, incredible task and gift and blessing that I've ever been given, I can at least just take five minutes for it every day to look it in the eyes and to smell it and to love it and to hug it and to just be there without my phone, without passing judgment on whatever it is that I need to get done and how many checks I have in my box, but to just love and foster that spirit of innocence for just a few moments. 
So let's do a recap. One is ask your kids every day, what would they really, really, really love to do with mom? For your younger kids that don't have that ability, ask them right before you go into the block. Hey, mom's going to come play with you right now. What do you want to do? Number two, have a set time frame. Know when this is going to happen in your day and for how long it's going to happen. And number three is to focus on what brings you joy in that child in that moment when you're there with them. That is all I have for you today. Thank you to all of you that have pulled this episode out of me, that have asked for it, that have been uh, brave enough to talk about it. Share this episode with your friends. I think it's important with your other mom friends that um, you know feel this judgment, that feel this guilt and shame over not wanting to play with their kids. And I challenge you to break free from being the perfect mom by using the simple system. Until next time, I hope to see you and hang out with you over inside the Facebook group. Hey, before you go, if today's episode was meaningful to you, I know it will be for others. So please head over to iTunes, subscribe, then leave a review so more women can join our community too. And did you know that you can have an incredible impact on the women in your life? That's right. All you have to do is share what you learned today. Take a screenshot of this very podcast, tag me, and post it in your stories. What do you say we make a mighty breadcrumb trail for all the other women around us so we can make a change to the culture of how we care for each other and ourselves? I'll look forward to connecting with you over on Instagram. Until next time on Systemize Your Life with Chelsea Joe.